Welcome to the Beanball Podcast, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. My name is Joey Price. And I'm Brady O'Callaghan. And we are so happy that you're here with us. Thank you for coming back, or welcome. For the first time. How about that? Um, this is a podcast where we talk about baseball and uh, all things baseball adjacent, and we try to make it fun for you because you know <laughs> we know that baseball can be a little bit of a bore, but for sure. Um, and uh, we got a fun one for you today. Yeah, this is a fun, weird one that we're doing. Um, so a uh, little background: I was in Los Angeles um, a-, a month or so ago. Yeah, about th- uh, three weeks. Um, <clears throat> went to. I'm a record collector. I like buying records, um, and I went to Amoeba uh, out there and spent easily two hours just browsing through stuff and uh, had a handful of records that I was going to spend way too much money on and uh, was standing there, met up with my girlfriend, Kristen, um, and said, okay, I'm ready to go, and looked directly to my right, and there was a um, baseball display of books, movies, CDs, and one record called Baseball's Greatest Hits. (laughs) And I picked it up and said, I have no choice. I have to get this. And uh, so as I was checking out, I happened to um, uh, get the cashier, the worker at Amoeba, who he, he looked at it and he said, Baseball's Greatest Hits? You know, I put that display together, and I said, yeah, man, well, it worked. <laughs> I said, there's a big spot open now. <laughs> so, yeah, I I got this record. I have not listened to it yet, um, but we figured we would do that right now. Yeah, we're going to just put it on. We're going to talk about the things that come up. These are basically like uh, a bunch of famous recorded baseball things. Yeah, like novelty songs, or there's a couple of... Um, clips from uh, I know, like broadcasts, um, some big moments, uh, notorious moments. Um, anyway, it, yeah, it's baseball's greatest hits. That's great. It was um, released in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, it's compiled, so it's all moments prior to that, very obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it was released on Rhino Records, um, which I did a little digging. It was... Uh, founded in 1978 primarily as a novelty slash reissue label. Um, and they did a bunch of novelty compilations that were um, compiled in-house by Dr. Demento, who, if you don't know, is like a legendary broadcaster and record collector. Yeah, he's a really interesting, cool dude. Yeah, he's cool. He's so weird. Yeah. Um, he, you know, like specializes in weird novelty, like deep cut, humorous just like crazy obscure uh, songs. Did and he put this together or no? I have no idea. Okay. I could not find that Let's out. Let's go ahead and say that he did. That makes this story way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we talked Dr. About- Demento recorded all of this music that you're about to hear. Well, that's absurd and will be very quickly proven <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, uh, the one song that we talked about before, um, John Fogarty's Center Field as being a uh, great Help baseball. Me and go. I'm ready to play today. Okay. Um, you know it. You love it. Yeah. What a good song. Uh, was not able to appear on this compilation for um, 
licensing restrictions. That's too bad. Obviously, because that was like a wildly popular song. Yeah. um, Recorded by a big time artist. And uh, some of these other ones, most of these other ones are not that. (laughs) Um, Less popular songs recorded by less popular artists. They've certainly uh, not stood the test of time in terms Ooh, of we what's going to appear on your... some problematic stuff in here? No. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Okay. Damn. Jesus Christ, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. That would be terrible to... Yeah. Well, Stumble if so, into... you're on this journey with <laughs> Hey, us. and we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse anything that is said in here. Unless it's a good thing. Yeah, it could be um, could be some good stuff. Um, the Right on surface level, it looks like it's going to be fun. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's start it up. Yeah, let's do it. Fire it up. Uh, I'm going to hand Joey the uh, record sleeve, and I'm going to cue it up. The uh, cover of this is, it's just a a bunch of, like, memorabilia, I suppose, in a a room. Um, There's a playbill on the ground for a play called The First, which I do not know if that's a real thing or not. I've never heard of it. A lot Me of the either. stuff on there I do recognize as being real, though. So yeah, I imagine it is. Yeah, that's true. Danny K. Dodgers. We'll hmm. have to. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna drop the needle. Go for it. Uh, the first song is classic. Take me out to the ball game. Uh, this is. Um, this one's a recording by Doc and Merle Watson. Uh, Doc Watson is a. He's a legendary folk blues musician, um, and uh, Merle is his son. It's uh, it's how you want to start this record off, for sure. This is great. It has to be. And we talked about this before. It's like, I mean, baseball is American identity, and like to have to kick it off with Doc Watson, who's like, yeah, an American legend. I think that's great. Um, that was just an excerpt. And now you might think in the same song. But no, just you wait. Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Habit, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ballplayers nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like... So we all know this well, one, I think. There's a little who's on first, huh? If you don't know it, you should know it. And they make no secret about who it is who's the artist of this. Yeah. It's they Abbott and Costello. Yeah. They throw their names out there right away. It's Abbott, Costello, and Doc. Dr. Demento here doing Who's On First. I mean, wild that you would think Dr. Men- Demento has. Mm, he's a part of this. Uh, this, is a, this is such a classic. It holds up so well. It's so funny. It's great. Uh, yeah. I, you would think a lot of comedy from this time does not hold up very well. Um, I regularly revisit this just to marvel at the joke structure. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is so funny yeah it's just like punch 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 it's really really good and it truly just happens to um kind of be about baseball but like you could not be a fan of baseball at all look it up and think it's the funniest thing in the world uh have you do you know that there's a there was a comedy duo called sloven and allen it's like leo allen and eric sloven i think they did a bit where they did who's on first except they just replaced it with the current yankees roster but everything else was word for word. That's Misfit. so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know that. I'm gonna yeah, look that up. It's pretty. It's pretty good and stupid. 
And they do their best to like commit to behaving like Abbott and Costello at the same time. Yeah. Who's playing third base? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third? Oh, what is on second? You know what? Who on second? Who is on first? I don't know. Third, third base. base. Yep, a classic, huh? <laughs> it's really good. I, yeah. One thing that uh, uh, I admire about this is they have the whole uh, like voice of reason, crazy man uh, dynamic, um, and I think it just kind of becomes like the gold standard. This yeah. Right here, it's just one person is so incredibly frustrated yeah. by what's going on and the other guy's like there's nothing wrong yeah um and it's it's also interesting because the the person who you would think uh i don't know the the comedy all comes from the person who's just like you make no sense yeah. whatsoever yeah yeah it comes from the the normal person of the scene which you aren't really you're expected kind of the weird person to be the you know the crazy one the one who's getting all the laughs, but it's like the reaction to that that's being heightened in a really fun way. Yeah. We I, could really get into it. Yeah. I, I also think that this is, it's interesting because this was a time when, uh, like, the comedy entertainment was mostly through um, either, like, the live theater or radio broadcast, stuff like that. So they couldn't rely on, like, physical gags in mm-hmm. this. This... It, of course, it's just wordplay. Yeah, yeah. And jokes, 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 jokes. I like Dr. Demento's part in it, I think, the most. Okay, so besides Abbott and Costello, who... Uh, where Abbott do you think? and Costello and Dr. Demento. Okay, name one line that Dr. Demento says in this. He has a button. He says, I'm who. He plays who in the <laughs> <Yeah>. sketch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, if, if you've never listened to it, the whole premise of this is uh, all of the players' names are like who, what, when, where, etc. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Uh, and one guy who's trying to get information about it just thinks the guy is um, responding with those words. <laughs> you get it. I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. Come on. That was uh, from 1945 was when that was recorded. Holds up. Yeah. Uh, up next. Yeah. Les Brown and his orchestra, Jolt and Joe DiMaggio from 1941. Hello, Joe. What do you know? We need a hit, so here I go. Oh, <laughs> We need a hit, so here I go. Fully the equivalent of Michael Phelps hosting <laughs> SNL, right? Yeah. There's a, that's actually Joe DiMaggio in this song. Um, he has no place being on a... We <laughs> need a hit, so here I go. Uh, great. <laughs> it's so good. A little background for you. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, DiMaggio uh, widely considered one of the best players to ever play baseball. Yeah. He played 13 years, uh, I think his entire career, for the New York Yankees. Yeah. And he had a, uh, uh, he was a, uh, amongst that generation of players that didn't play for a few years because of World War II. They went off and they fought in World War II, I believe. He was one of them, uh, as well as uh, Ted Williams lost some of his uh, career uh, because of that as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, he has the, the 
uh, a uh, hitting streak, a consecutive game hitting streak, the longest in baseball history with fi- at 56 games. And it's it's one of those probably never going to be broken kind of records. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, right now they talk about, oh, this guy's on a hot streak. He's got eight games yeah, with, yeah. with a hit. It's like if anybody ever, if players get to 30, it becomes a big deal, and they are still so far away from getting to 56. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 it, it, like uh, it's, it's about a fifth of a season or it's a crazy. third, yeah. a third. It's a statistical anomaly. Like you wouldn't, if you were to like, uh, I don't know, create a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of different seasons of baseball. Like the, that happening is really, really unlikely. Um, yeah, it's it's very cool. Yeah, and this is a very good song. I love it. Yeah, uh, that was. I'm sorry we talked over you, but um, it's Betty Bonnie. Did she say goodbye streak, DiMaggio? Yeah. Does that mean Cleveland ended that hitting streak? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I want to look that up right now. Yeah. And it says here that the backing band was um, uh, all Dr. Demento. He did all the instruments on that. There's no way that's true. Go get it. Man, that ball's way in left field. I don't care what field is in. Willie plays all field. Every time we come to the game, you're talking about Willie plays all the field. That's right. He plays. Let's call Willie and ask him. Call him. Okay. Hey, Willie. Yes. Are you Willie Mays? Yes. Whose ball was that? Why was it? In left field. Well, that's Evans' ball. I told you that. You... Every time we come to the game, we got to talk about it. The next time I'm going to sit in the grandstand. Say, I... hey, fellas, what's your name? Say who? Say Willie. Say hey, say who? Swinging at the plate, say hey, say who? Say Willie, that giant kid is great. Oh yeah, this is uh, "Say Hey" the Willie Mays song, um, with Millie May- Willie Mays is in it. Yeah, or, and yeah. it already sounds like he's a much better actor than yeah. Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, we need a hit, so here I go. <laughs> Uh, we did look it up. Cleveland was the one who ended Joe DiMaggio's That's hitting great. streak. That's great. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Willie Mays was a player for the Giants when they were in New York, and then uh, when they moved to San Francisco, he moved along with them. Uh, uh, one of the five best players in baseball history. You could even argue one of the number one, two, or three. He is probably like my favorite um like player that played outside of my of me watching. Oh wow! I, really? Yeah, yeah, I really really like him. Uh, uh, just kind of a cool, interesting, cool guy. Uh, hit a ton of home runs. Played really great defense. Um, uh, yeah, he's like a, a really a really cool player. I've always really liked him. That's so cool. Uh, this song is by the Treniers. I think that's how you pronounce it, um, who were brothers, and they were from Alabama. And I also think that Willie Mays was from Alabama. How mm-hmm. about that? Um, so the song is called Say Hey, the Willie Mays song. 
uh, Willie Mays was nicknamed the Say Hey Kid, which objectively very cool nickname. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there, no one knows really for sure why he got that nickname, uh, but one that I uh, I looked up and the one that stands out and is the most fun to me is um, that he had trouble remembering names, so he would just say, "Hey, hey, man." <laughs> Like in the dugout, his own team. Hey, hey, man. Hey. Which is also 100% what I do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, always what I try to do, I always like look to introduce. Hopefully, I'm with somebody so I can introduce that person to a, the, this person whose name I don't know and let them say their own name. That's always a good move, too. That's a great move. I've used it a number <laughs> of times. If you're listening and I, we've done this to any of you, please do not be offended. Yeah. It's so hard to remember names. Yeah, it is. We love you. We yeah. appreciate you. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, man. I love Mickey. Mickey who? You know who, <laughs> the fellow with the celebrated <laughs> swing. Oh, I love Mickey. Mickey who? Uh, this is I Love Mickey. It's Teresa Brewer featuring Mickey Mantle. Mickey who? <laughs> I tell you what, Mickey so far, who? So far, the Yankees, not great actors. Um, Mickey Mantle, if you don't know, also considered one of the best baseball players of all time. Yeah, a great player, played for uh, the New York Yankees for his whole career. Entire 17 season career yeah. with the Yankees, which is crazy. And you know what? We dump a lot on the Yankees. Gotta say, you have to admire them holding on to guys for their entire seasons. Absolutely. This was a. This, though, all of, all of these old players played at a time where they did not have really any agency over where they were allowed to play. So they kind of were just stuck with the team until the team decided that they couldn't play for them anymore. Um, but, yeah, it is uh, cool. Mickey Mantle um, uh, had a, a long career but uh, really dealt with injuries for a lot of his career. He was a great player, one of the best of all times. But he, he could have been, I think, on a talent level, uh, the greatest player of all time if he kind of was didn't have such bad injury luck throughout his whole uh, career. Yeah. Heeny Majeski, Johnny G. Okay, what is this? <laughs> Johnny Pesky. This one's got a great story, actually. <laughs> Danny Gardella. These are just names? So this guy's name is Dave Frischberg. He's a jazz musician who... Uh, Heard the name Van Lingle Mungo, and he was like, what is that? Looked it up. It's a baseball player. Um, and then wrote a jazz song in which all of the vocals are just baseball player names from the 1940s. 
There are a lot of really, really good baseball names uh, from this era and prior to this era. Um, Van Lingle Mungo is great. It's insane. <laughs> what a crazy name. I looked him up. He was a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and he was known for being extremely combative. Mm-hmm. Like, not a great guy. <laughs> he, he was re- ready to blow at any second. Um, and over his career, he amassed $15,000 in fines, which I looked up in the last year of his career. If mm-hmm. he had been fined all that money then, mm-hmm. which he wasn't. Sure. So it's more than this. In 2019 dollars, that's roughly equivalent to $260,000 so in fines. That's crazy. He, he was pitching, and um, one of his outfielders, um, like, fumbled the ball and dropped it. And he, I think, immediately went into the dugout and destroyed everything that he could. <laughs> okay, so we don't love him, but we love his name. We love his name, and we love Dave Frischberg for bringing us Van Lingle Munga. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Demento. Eddie Basinski. Ernie Lombardi Huey Mulcahy Van Lingo Lingo. Van Van Lingo Lingo. Newly one of my favorite songs Yeah, this is It's oddly very pleasant (laughs) to listen to Yeah, it is soothing Yeah, that is fun Doesn't make any sense, but it's really great this next one's going to be tough for Joey. It's Danny K. D O D G E R S. No, song. I, think th- I think there's something in between it. Oh, really? Hey, hey. Oh, my God. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Thank you. Wow, I totally biffed it in my notes. Yeah, Lou Gehrig. Farewell speech, a, 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 a really great speech, and very, very sad. So I say thing. D, I say D O, okay. D O D. Is can you skip D-O-B-G. a record? Can uh, you press next D-O-D. on a record? No, that would be very difficult to do. So the full song title is D O D G E R S song. Oh really? No, O'Malley, by Danny Kay. Real quick note on uh, Lou Gehrig, his uh, farewell speech. Um, he was also one of the most uh, like celebrated players, played for the Yankees. Um, he had to retire at age 36 because of ALS, which was named uh, later like coined to be named after him, Lou Gehrig's disease. He took himself out of the lineup after a record-setting 2,130 consecutive games played. And that record stood for 56 years until Cal Ripken Jr. broke the record. Yeah. A pretty amazing record. Amazing that it was broken at all. I can't see that one be, really being broken. Having to avoid injury alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's so many games. It's crazy. Uh, this one, Danny Kay, uh, he was a lifelong fan of the Dodgers. Um, it portrays uh, a fictional meeting between the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Danny Kay was good friends with the Dodgers manager and would occasionally travel with the team. <laughs> Which is crazy. Can you imagine just a baseball team is like, yeah, oh, yeah. is the singer coming? <laughs> yeah. Hey, is your friend, I guess, is, the, is is Joe's friend coming along while we go to Atlanta today? Yeah, he's coming. Oh, okay. 
Um, and hey, do you think maybe the manager could like talk to us before the game instead of Danny? No, no way. Uh, Danny K and his uh, he had a business partner. They led an investment group that was awarded the AL's 13th franchise and the Seattle Mariners. So he like oh wow he started like, that team. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, um, he sold off his interest in 1985. But sure. Yeah, if you are a Seattle Mariners fan, you kind of have Danny Kay to thank. Yeah, that's really neat. I didn't Lifelong know that. fan of the Dodgers, Danny Kay. <laughs> are these a bunch of... Are these real people? Do we know if he's like using real names here? Oh, I don't. Um, oh, well, this part's scary. It does get pretty spooky. <laughs> oh, it's sad. Oh. Attendance 50,000. Well, I imagine that the Giants end up winning this game, right? He's a Joey. They're up four nothing in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> Joey, hate to break it to you, there's no way that actually happens. Oh, four nothing in the bottom of the ninth. You're not gonna blow that. Okay, seems like a bad call by the umpire. This song is objectively very fun. Yeah. Okay, Cepeda's not making a bad throw on that play. They're getting the out. You would think so, but it turns out he makes that bad play. Wow, listen. Unexpected bun. <laughs> Maybe a few too many buns. <laughs> Danny K is like, all right, what's like a fun thing? What rhymes with once? I'm going to use once a bunch in this song. Oh, bunts. I'll just have them all bunt. Yeah, could, that could be the thing. But as we said, uh, anything can happen in baseball. So if an entire team bunts through the lineup once and always makes it on base, <laughs> that's baseball, baby. <laughs> yeah, that would be... A crazy turn of events. That would be really bad defense if that happened, but crazier things have happened. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Love it or hate it, Joey. That's the best song in this record. It so is far. a really good song. I agree. And the uh, also like the Bums is a really good nickname for a team that you love and hate. So yeah. Uh, so this song is obviously about uh, Hank Aaron uh, hitting 
uh, breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Yeah. Hank Aaron, if you don't know. uh, Yeah, again, one of the best baseball (laughs) players to ever live. He's really good. Uh, I was talking to our friend uh, Anthony recently who called him like maybe the most underrated player in baseball history, which is kind of true. It feels like he's... He's not, for some reason, regarded on the same level as some of these other guys that we're talking about. Right. But he was so amazing. Yeah, he He had had a big bat. He had a big bat. He had the home run record for a long time. He still has the record for the most total bases. He touched safely the most total bases by a large margin ahead of whoever's uh, 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 behind him, which shows you, like, he was, like, a big slugger, and he had a long career. That's great. Yeah. Uh, this song uh, was recorded by Bill Slayback, who was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers for like three seasons, and also recorded, I think, a pretty good song. Yeah, this isn't bad. That's when fun. was this recorded? 1973. It's the most 70s it, sounding it, so song. It sounds like such a 70s song. Yeah, um, it's great. I had a computer game growing up called um, Aaron versus Ruth. I think or Ruth versus Aaron. Uh-huh. It was just like a bunch of all these classic players. That's fun. It was so dope. Um, um, is that the end of side A? That's the end of side A. So we'll, we'll pop over to side B? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so these side B, you know, when it comes to records, typically your weirder songs. Your, you know, we just heard all the singles, right? The singles such as Who's on First and Lou Gehrig's Farewell Speech. So now the weird stuff starts to come out in side B. Yeah. This is where Dr. Demento really kind of gets his fingers in there. Oh, for sure. Really. Um, the, yeah, side A started with Take Me Out to the Ball Game, which uh-huh. a total classic. You're going to leave with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, you know, probably side B, we're talking, you know, some, some real uh, uh, deep cut uh, kind of song, something no one's ever really heard before and um i'm 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 kind of excited to get to the messy stuff here for sure and i it's gonna get pretty messy i got a napkin it's got to clean up after this very weird (laughs) very weird anyways um you'd think it would start off with something pretty wild and it kind of (laughs) does it's take me out to the ball game But get this. It's by Bruce Springstone. <laughs> what? A, a Bruce Springsteen imitator. Okay, so it's... N- <laughs> I... I I honestly have too many. We don't have enough time to answer all of my questions. This song is called Take Me Out to the Ball Game? It is. Okay, but he is not singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. He's not. He's now, now, I guess. The chorus is Take Me Out to the Ball Game. (laughs) Why did this? This is not bad. This dude should have just made music not as. He should have just done this kind of. Sound of a song, but just not imitated Bruce yeah, Springsteen. He should have just been a ripoff. I, here's what's really crazy. Bruce Springsteen, I first read it, I was like, oh, like the spring tones, like the tone of songs, right? Mm-hmm. You would think. No. The album is called <laughs> Live at Bedrock. 
and it features uh, the Meet the Flintstone song, uh, the theme song. <laughs> so it's literally like off of Flintstones. It's a pun. Brink, Bruce what? Brink. I have no idea. It makes no sense. I have to find this record. Me out to the ball game. Take me out. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy apparently recorded this song. He wrote this song in 15 minutes after seeing a poster on a New York City subway, uh, which beckoned one and all to see a ball game at Polo Grounds. Oh, no, wait, that's Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, my God, that's crazy. The guy who wrote Take Me Out to the Ball Game wrote it in 15 minutes, had never been to a Major League Baseball game, and wouldn't see one until 33 years that later. That is insane. Were Cracker Jacks a thing at ball games prior to that song being written? They must it's be. It's possible they weren't, though, right? Maybe. We have to check into it. <laughs> we'll check in. Ooh, okay. This I like. This I like a lot. Oh my god. We're real loose at the beatball right now. We're just dancing in our seats. This is by the Intruders, which is an R&B group from Philadelphia. Um, this song is called Love is Like a Baseball Game. Expect metaphors aplenty. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's three strikes you're out. That's the old love rule. That's as best as they could do. <laughs> Oh my god this I do like this song a lot It's great I mean, it's What a stupid metaphor But I am loving this It's perfect This was a top 10 R&B charting hit Oh, oh my god Okay So he just said Strike one, she did it again. Strike two, something. Strike three, it's uh, I'm never gonna get it again. So it's like she did something on strike one, but then he did something to strike out. <laughs> There's only one batter at a time, my dude. This is crazy. The intruders, you gotta get yourself to a baseball game. I wonder if these guys were like Phillies fans. Yeah. Ooh, nice little homage to take me out of the ball game yeah. right there. Yeah, whether you win or lose. Three strikes you're yeah. out, whether you win or lose. Yeah, it's true. Oh, oh my god. It's B sides are bringing it <laughs> yeah, so this far. Is, I am loving this. 
Oh, man. Ugh. Okay, this next one is um, Terry Cashman. The song is Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Parentheses, talking baseball. Another God. take me out to the baseball. It's all homage. over this record. Yeah. The Wiz kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born. Marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. Man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. This is they like a. It's, it's basically like a less good version of Van Lingo Mungo. You're not going to believe this. Um, on the back of this record, it says that Terry's favorite baseball song is Van Lingo Mungo. I mean, this, it's that, right? It's just uh, like a. I'm just going to say a bunch of people that played baseball and like maybe vaguely tied together a little bit more than Van Lingo Mungo. Yeah. But it's, it's it's kind of a, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little snooze. Yeah, for sure. It's I not. could just be that the Intruder song was so unbelievable that anything that comes after that. I'm talking, I'm, okay, Dr. Mento didn't sequence this album so well. He did a lot of good work on the individual songs, all those background vocals, all those all those instruments. He did a great Lou he's, Gehrig impression. He's nowhere he, on these credits. When he did that. Uh, but uh, I think that that Intruder song was so hard to come off of. So this it, is about really is. Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, and Duke Snyder. Yep. Um, the only one I didn't really know is uh, Duke Snyder, but that could just be my own ignorance. I, I don't really know that much about him, but I... I I looked him I up. He was a player. Uh, he was a Dodgers player for most of his career, but spent one season each with the Mets and the Giants. Um, so your most hated team, and then probably your two favorite teams yeah, from the National yeah. League. What can you do? Um, he owned an avocado farm. So okay, how about that? It's a very kind of Southern California thing to own. I feel like that's cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed about this whole compilation is it, it's a lot of Dodgers players, mm-hmm. a lot of Yankees players, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of Giants in there, too. And yeah. so essentially they just take, I mean, those three teams are like the historic. Yeah, I guess you'd maybe expect like a Red Sox in there. There's not really. You would. That, I, but I, I don't I, know that they're anywhere on I, here. If you're talking like. You know, the earlier teams, that's where a lot of these songs are going to be coming from when there are so fewer teams around. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it makes some sense. Um, and I guess it's a little bit of spoiler for the next one, but we do we do have a Cub, Cub song coming up, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it which, is not which is exactly the next one. My sequencing is all screwed up on okay. my notes. Uh, uh, but we've got one coming up of that, which also feels like they've kind of gotten short shrift on this uh, uh, record. Yeah, but they're here. They're here. Um, this one's called... Can you give us just a few basic comments about your feelings on the game? Well, naturally, I feel bad about losing a ball game like that. There's, uh, there's no way you should lose that ball game. And... That uh, just doesn't make sense. What's your opinion of Kingman's performance? What's my opinion of Kingman's performance? What the f*** do you think is my opinion of it? I think it was put that in. I don't Opinion of his performance? He beat us with three home runs. 
What do you mean? What is my opinion of this performance? This is uh, Tommy Lasorda, who's a Dodgers. He was a longtime Dodgers manager. Yeah, but mostly known as the Dodgers manager, talking about Dave Kingman's May fourteenth, nineteen seventy eight game. Um, Dave Kingman was like a power hitter who struck out all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and he happened to hit three home runs off the. I want to talk about a word that it, it's bleeped, but I we got to talk about it, and that's horseshit. But yes. you can hear him say horseshit. Yeah, uh, horseshit is great. It's such a great, great, great curse word. It's perfect. Um, that I think only exists in baseball. Maybe other sports, but I think baseball is like where you hear it the most. It does feel like an old school kind of go yeah. to. It's really good. I it's powerful. Would love to hear more people say horseshit. Yeah. Oh God! He jumped into my bed. My body got high. I said, "Come on, Walla, give me one more moonshine." Cause I'm a baseball card lover. (laughs) (laughs) This dude. Okay, this is gross. This song is disgusting, dude. You would think so, but it gets way worse. (laughs) I mean, who knows? This is Rockin' Richie Ray. The song is "Baseball Card Lover." The only information that I could find about him is that the B-side of this record is called Hump a Baby, (laughs) which who the fuck knows what that song is. He's talking about like having wet dreams and like getting all sweaty in bed for baseball cards. This what? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Rockin' Richie Ray? My dude. The A. This is terrible. This should not be on this record. No, it's bad. Well, it should be because it's <laughs> fucking crazy. And where else are we going to hear it? But like, yeah, it, I mean, objectively oh my God. very, very bad. Oh, God. Ah. Um, yeah, that's bad. Uh, so- a fun fact about Tommy Lasorda is uh, he had 69 seasons with the Dodgers. I can't believe I'm excited to talk about Tommy Lasorda just so that we don't have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I hate Tommy Lasorda. I spent my whole childhood being like this guy, and it's like thank God we can talk about him in this moment. 69 seasons? Yeah, he etched out Vin Scully uh, by three seasons. Um, Vin Scully was the broadcaster for the Dodgers. He's currently, uh, Tommy Lasorda is currently the oldest living member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. He's 91. He has been the oldest living since 2008. Huh. Wow. That's surprising me. Like, no baseball. Well, I guess that he he was older. Maybe he kind of got in at a weird time. Here's your Cubs song. Okay. This is... Dine Cubs fans' last last request by Steve Goodman. By the shores of old Lake Michigan, where the hawk wind blows so cold. An old Cub fan lay dying In his midnight hour, the toll Round his bed, his friends had all gathered They knew his time was short On his head, they put this bright blue cap From his all-time favorite sport Told him it's late, it's getting dark This is nice I like it, yeah. Steve Good- Goodman was a folk singer from Chicago. Obviously, big baseball fan. Yeah. Um, 
uh, he's probably mo- most famous for writing the song Go Cubs Go, which is like the Cubs theme yeah. song. Uh, I think they sing it at every game. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I do love this kind of like era of folk music where it's like, I'm just going to talk over this in rhythm for a little while. Yeah, for sure. And then I'll find a moment to sing. It's nice. He uh, wrote a song. I think it's called The City of New Orleans, which is was recorded, I think, most famously by Arlo Guthrie, which is, it, it, like, his style is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a fun fact about this song is uh, he wrote... Uh, he wrote Go Cubs Go after the Cubs general manager called this song a dying Cub fan's last request too depressing. <laughs> so he, a huge Cubs fan, was like, yeah, okay, sure. Sure, I'll call it this other thing. Yeah. He, he did, sadly, uh, I think this song is from 1984. Um, uh, I buy it. I can't really find it on here. Okay, yeah, I think it's from 84. Um, sadly died of leukemia that year. So it's not just like a hypothetical. Wow. He, he was literally a dying Cubs 81, fan. 1981. 81, yeah. okay. Um, that is uh, beautiful. That's really, I mean, it's really, really sad, but I don't know. That's, uh, 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 there's something also. Yeah. I don't know. Very beautiful about that. I hate the Cubs, but um, this is a nice song. Why do you hate the Cubs? Shut up, Joey. <laughs> hopes are just so much popcorn for the pigeons beneath the L tracks to eat. He said, you know, I'll never see Wrigley Field anymore before my eternal rest. So if you have your pencils and your scorecards ready, I'll read you my last request. He said, give me a double header. I have a note um, for the song. Hit me with it. On some um, sunny weekend day. He's not talking about jerking off to baseball cards. <laughs> oh, God. No. There's, there's been enough songs like that. At one. At one. At one song. All we need. And six groundskeepers clear my path. Have the umpires bark me out at every base. In all their holy wrath. It's a beautiful day for a funeral. This is a long one, folks. So, you know, we're sitting in it for buckle up for it, but uh, it's it's really good. This is great. I think this is maybe like my favorite actual song on the. I'm actually surprised that there are a number of songs on this compilation that I would actively listen yeah. to. Yeah. Um, How come there's no more? There's no baseball songs anymore, right? Can you yeah. think of one? Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can. I'm trying to think if, like, somebody, like, this, it would have to, it almost feels like this is the most likely kind of performer that would have written one. It would be somebody like uh, the Mountain Goats or right, Bright yeah. Eyes. It would be something like that that you would, like, have an unexpected Kind of like yeah, Mark Kozel, Kozak, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, his yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, what was what's his name? Sun, uh, Sun Kill Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Um, I think we're due. We're due for one for sure. I mean, if you're a songwriter, please write a baseball song. Come on, we love it. We we there, I would listen to it. There is a sequel to this compilation. 
or a second edition. Uh huh. I don't think it ever came out on vinyl, but I think it's on CD. And I've been so pleasantly surprised by this that I might just <laughs> I might buy that CD. I never buy CDs. Baseball's Greatest Hits Two is that what it's just called? Yeah, let me look it up. Yeah, there's just so many classics on this. I can't. I don't know what they would put on that other one. <laughs> it's probably just more take me out to the. Yeah, ball game. definitely a few more take me out to the ball games for sure. I guess there's like more fun sound bites that they could uh, have. Like if you're gonna have that Tommy Lasorda sound bite, which isn't even one that I've really like. I'm that familiar with compared to the other ones. You can buy the CD on Amazon for fifty nine dollars. So maybe <laughs> okay. I'd say don't buy it. I can buy the cassette for twelve. So maybe I'll do that. Um. That was really nice. Steve Goodman did that if you want to listen to more of his stuff. Looks like we've got uh, there, everybody. two this more tracks is Mel here. Allen. It's a bright, sunny afternoon, and what a beautiful day for a ball game. Okay. So this is um, Baseball Dreams by The Naturals, which I think must have been some, they're like an 80s New York rap group. And um, they, uh, Ray Allen was like a, the longtime voice of the Yankees. And they took a bunch of his like sound cues and made like a rap song out of it with them rapping as well and then him as like sampling him uh, I love that for it which is really fun that's yeah. that uh, old school early 80s hip hop sound which yeah great uh, this was made in 1985 I, I here's the liner notes though the naturals with Mel Allen rap music started filtering out of the Bronx in the 1970s but there's one Bronx rapper who's been rapping baseball at Yankee Stadium since the 1930s. For six decades, Mel Allen was the voice of baseball's most famous team, the New York Yankees. I don't know if I would call him a rapper. Every sportscaster is a rapper now. <laughs> you just got to throw a beat under it. Okay. Oh, we love that chorus. We love that chorus. Yeah, the rapper in this is Grandmaster Mel. I love it. Yeah. That's great. I looked up the um, second edition of this. I don't really recognize many people, except Terry Cashman comes back with another one called Play by Play. I saw it on the radio. Um, uh, and Peter, Paul, and Mary have a song called Right Field. Huh. It's the sequel to Centerfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Nat King Cole. Cool. Did you sell the 60 bucks for her? I'm doing it right now. <laughs> we'll get a Patreon yeah, just for this. We're getting, yeah, just for this one. I do love this song in like a, it's got a nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Not that I was ever really around to appreciate this music. 
but it does uh, evoke a very specific time and aesthetic. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. I I had spent like a, a few years of my early twenties getting really into eighties breakdancing movies, and like this just kind of this music just like takes me back to me deciding to get into that, you know, yeah. which is like break in Beat Street. Yeah, Beat Street, uh, Crush Groove. Oh my like god, all those. They're all so great. They're great, great movies. Um, and so yeah, I just I love this kind of music since since then, like. That in, I don't care about those movies anymore that much, but I love the music from them. Did I tell you that I met the in, inventor of the headspin, breakdancing no. headspin? No. Yeah, I did. Um, he, Where did you meet him? Work. He came in to buy a sewing machine because he um, started a wow. like um, b-boy like street style clothing brand. That's awesome. His name's Kid Freeze. He was so cool. That's a, that's great. Yeah. We should start a breakdance podcast. <laughs> yeah, we know a lot about it. I will say Mel Allen, now my favorite rapper of all time. Move over, Kendrick. We got to get him on a BET cypher. <laughs> Did he just say a Grand Slam homer? That ain't no jive. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. No way. We apologized earlier. Okay. And he, we. Kendrick swear. is the only one better. <laughs> okay. I think uh, this one's fading out. Less. Yeah, there's a little. I think there's a little interlude, and then there will be uh, one more. Oh, okay. Um, uh, thing. And this is a classic moment. Bobby Thompson up there swinging. A really bold move to do the whole at bat here. For sure, yeah. Um, this is Bobby Thompson's shot heard around the world uh, broadcast by Russ Hodges. This was the first ever nationally televised. It's, it's great. So a walk-off home run for the Giants to uh, win the National League pennant and move on to the World Series. Over oh, the Brooklyn Dodgers. An iconic moment. Um, first ever nationally televised baseball game. And yeah, just the name, of sh the shot heard round the world is such a good, like, a cool thing to call this moment to. Yeah. I think Bobby Thompson <laughs> later went on to say, yeah, it was the best moment of my life. <laughs> of course. And I think maybe the best moment of anyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not topping that. No way. Oh, awesome. I mean, I, I think baseball can be so, so exciting. You know, yeah, a lot of people say it's mostly boring, but it can be so, so exciting. Um, and, like, what a way to end the first ever broadcast game. Yeah, it's crazy. The score stood four to two with but one inning more to play. And so when Cooney died at first and Burroughs did the same, a sickly silence. This is the last track on it. A little spoken word recitation. Um, this is DeWolf Hopper reciting the uh, famous poem, Casey at the Bat. They thought if only Casey could but get a whack at that. 
Uh, Casey at the Bat, a great classic uh, baseball poem written in the uh, late 1800s by Ernest Thayer. Um, 1888, that's a long-ass time ago. Yeah. Baseball's been around for a really long time. And this poem has like, stayed part of you know, the culture. I mean, I think most... I studied this in yeah, school. I think most people know this, and, you know, it... The language obviously helps that it is a really like incredibly well written piece, yeah. um, but it's about baseball. My one critique is it probably could have used a couple of horse shits in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, Casey just rants. What a horse shit call <laughs> called strike. <laughs> and can you turn it up a Yeah, Dr. Demento's really getting into it in this reading. I mean, the, again, this is DeWolf Hopper. Yeah. It's just, that's his stage name. Dr. Demento's his real name. I don't know when he was born, but it, it sure as hell was not this long ago. I think this recording's from the early 1910s. Maybe, maybe 1920s. DeWolf Hopper was a vaudeville performer. He's the one who, like, popularized the poem is uh, like took it to the sure next level to be in like the public lexicon etc um so you have him to thank yeah you can tell too because it's like if anybody like post marlon brando no one's reading the poem like this you know what i mean absolutely not <laughs> yeah there's no way uh, welcome to the bean Marlon podcast <laughs> The most exciting. I don't know why I'm slipping into <laughs> fucking accent. I give it up. You know what, DeWolf Hopper? You're the yeah, man. For sure. This is great. Ain't my style, said Casey. One. <laughs> That's a great That's strike call. Great. He should have been an umpire. He was a great vaudeville performer, but he had a. He could have been a great umpire. He could have nailed it. I'll say it overall. I love this compilation. I'm really happy I picked it up. Yeah, this is really good. There's some some um, surprising gems in here that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and um, uh, and the the stuff that doesn't work is still very fun and funny and stupid. And it's so goofy. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely gonna record it, digitize it, and whatever. I'll send you the MP3s, dude. I love all the MP3s, man. I'll send you all my MP3s. Yeah, I'll probably. I'll shoot. Uh, I'll shoot Doctor D an email and kind of give him, give him my notes. And probably he'll take them for like. Yeah, he'll probably love those on this compilation. Uh, compilation. He may or may not have had a part in. <laughs> well, he did. and certainly forgot about. It's funny because it's a baseball story, but he's narrating it as if it is a horror story. Yeah. Again, the smile is gone from Casey's face. His teeth are clenched. One thing that I would love to do is if I could travel back in time, I would travel back. And this is stupid, and I acknowledge that. Um, maybe just go back and watch a baseball game from this era. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially because like you could just hang out in the outfield, basically. Like there was no outfield wall. It's yeah. just like a bunch of people eventually. I'd go back and kill Hitler, though. I think I'd go and see um Babe Ruth called home run, <laughs> just because I know that you're going back and killing Hitler. Yeah, I'll take care of that. So you, you 
I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tape it on my iPhone. That's that. Also, like a really great way to end this for sure. Compilation too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, but also, like, what a bummer way. Uh, that's kind of a downer note to yeah. end it. Yeah, but for sure. You know what? That's baseball, baby. It's true. Sometimes it, uh, baseball, as my father said, actually, maybe somebody else said this, but he also said it. Baseball was designed to break your heart. I love that. Yep. Well, hopefully no broken hearts out there. We hope not. Uh, today with yeah. the, this episode. Yeah. But you know, if there are any broken hearts, just remember love is like baseball. Three strikes. strikes. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, That does it for today. Thanks so much for listening in. Bye. The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Brad Mead. If you'd like to contact us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.